Welcome to We'll See You in Hell. You know that it's part of the Fangoria Podcast Network. And if you need the info about the network, including other programs or how to follow this show and find past episodes of our show, just visit Fangoria.com. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of We'll See You in Hell. Hey, gang, we, we reversed. I know we were saying we were going to return with Blade Runner. We kicked things off with Tremors because we wanted to start with a uh, spirited discussion. It devolved into a passionate argument about Vacation, a movie I think we both felt exactly the same on, but still managed to argue about. And today, I'm sure we'll wind up screaming at each other as well, talking about a movie we both despise called Blade Runner. This is it, folks. Blade Runner, the movie that some critics have called uh, boring as shit. Pat Walsh, Walsh Weekly Magazine. Misunderstood when it first hit theaters, the influence of Ridley Scott's mysterious neo-noir Blade Runner has deepened with time. The only thing that's deepened is the horseshit around this fucking thing. <laughs> it's a terrible movie, a visually remarkable achingly human sci-fi masterpiece now look visually beautiful yeah absolutely yes. when i, I tr whenever i try watching it because i never finish it when i hit pause i'm like boy that would be an amazing framed painting in my house yep. almost almost every shot in blade runner and yeah. i can respect that to call it achingly human suck my dick who said that now uh achingly human if i ever if someone said that to you when you're drinking with them at a bar, you would pay your tab and leave without saying goodbye. Now, Sheila Benson of the Los Angeles Times, sure. uh, at the time the film came out, called it Blade Crawler, which I quite agree with. Yeah, good one, Sheila. And Pat Berman uh, in the State and Columbia Record described the movie as science fiction pornography. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that, too. It's, it's, it's uh, I mean, but, I mean, look at these accolades. British Society of Cinematographers... Best Cinematography uh, nominated. It won Best Cinematography. It for should the... win Best Cinematography. All right. No one is arguing that this isn't a, a wonderfully filmed, wonderfully art-directed, wonderfully visual movie. And I love Ridley Scott, and of course, you know, I love Harrison Ford. Um, the man who wrote it, David Webb Peebles, wrote Unforgiven, unquestionably one of the best screenplays of all time. How this movie is this praise, I'll never understand. I... Saw it in the theater when they re-released it, the final cut. I fell into a deep sleep. <laughs> I bought the DVDs or the Blu-rays when they came out. I was like, well, this has four cuts on it. Now I'll, I'll definitely watch the good one because I never remember what's supposed to be the, the best one. Right. I sit down with my buddy Ian. We're going to sit down and watch this thing. The two of us snoring on a couch <laughs> sound asleep within about 10 minutes. That's I tried to watch it. For this podcast, so that it would be fresh in my mind, and folks, I was asleep before the credits had finished. I, I cannot stay awake till the end of this movie. I know there's a unicorn at the end, because I usually wake up around the point there's a unicorn running across the screen. Daryl Hannah's in there somewhere. Somewhere. You got Sean Young in there. Sean Young. The plot finest. makes no sense, I guess, unless you're just a huge fucking nerd, then maybe it makes sense to you. There's a version with narration that everyone seems to think is worse because it's like hey i don't need this movie explained to me no well Har i do i love harrison ford the narration is bad oh he's dozing off during the narration <laughs> you can hear him falling asleep during the narration 
And and of course he would. It's uh, I mean, it's it, I'm a big believer that any movie that needs four or five different cuts is probably not a great movie. Sure. Uh, and the movies you want four or five cuts of, you're not getting them. No. There, there's uh, there's a three hour cut of Planes, Trains, Automobiles that John Hughes turned in and was like, you guys kind of, you know, help me figure out what to cut here. And they, they cut half of the movie, an hour and a half. Right. The Blu-ray comes out. It's supposed to have all these deleted scenes. They're not on there. Right. It's supposed to have a commentary. Not on there. Right. So where's that hour and a half? Of my favorite movie that I'll never get to see. You're not going to get to see it because you want to see it. Whereas if you need the Blade Runner 5-disc Ultimate Collector's Edition. I own it. uh, You know, you can go grab that at Best Buy right now. Uh, They are releasing, finally, the Exorcist 3 Special Edition on Blu-ray. And it's going to finally have the uh, William Peter Blatty Director's Cut. Okay. Which is supposed to be great. And I love the other version, too. But, you know. It was one of our first hangs we watched. It was. It was our very first hang. Yeah. And I believe there was a little mutual nap during that. Not out of disrespect for the film, but we just had a big day, the two boys. Had a big day. Uh, It's, I mean, the cast in this movie, and I've said it many times over. uh, I mean, look, forget the cast. Harrison Ford is really all we need to focus on here. This is a science fiction movie that came out in the early 80s that was directed by Ridley Scott about cyborg humanoid android things that starred Harrison Ford. Came out like the the year after Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's it's literally like if you were had a spinning wheel of elements you could put into a movie that you'd love. I'd be like, "Uh, well, I just hit the pay dirt like I don't need to spin this wheel anymore. Yeah. Uh, and time after time, I mean, it's at a point now where I literally, if I say I want to take a nap, but I need noise on, I put on Blade Runner and I go to sleep. Yeah. I, I, and, and you're right. The plot makes no sense. Who gives a shit if the robots are walking around amongst the people? Why do they need to be terminated? I don't even understand. They don't seem to be doing any harm. No. That guy in the beginning's just doing the interview. He's trying to get through it. <laughs> I have seen that scene, that interview scene of Blade Runner. 65 times because every time i'm like oh fuck i remember how bad this shit is uh my father was just visiting and it was a a surprisingly fine visit but when he when he left i was so energized you know like when when your parents leave you're like oh god i'm so excited to do anything in the world and at the time we were going to record this podcast we got delayed and pushed back right but i popped that blu-ray in more energized than I feel like I'd ever been. Right. And I was snoring on the couch. <laughs> I don't fall asleep during movies. My Like, Heather comes in, my girlfriend, and was like, Pat? Like, woke me up. I was in a deep slumber. It is, it's like having a, a music box play to me. It's it's terrible. And, and the, vo- I mean, the, vo- you, this is how bad the voiceover is. It's, it's painfully bad. It's just monotone. bad. As you said, he's, yeah, monotone. He sounds like he's dozing off. But then it's just obvious. It's just not needed. It's like you, you talk for our podcast, and I'll do Blade Runner narration over it. So there's a dog barking outside right now. Pat was talking into the microphone about how a dog was barking outside. The ice cream man. Came for some reason, recently. he cared about dogs. We heard the ice cream. I didn't man. care about dogs. Bell ringing. I cared about my paycheck and yep. never seeing the face of the chief of police ever again. Well, you know what. <laughs> It's a huge frustration of mine because narration can be a crutch. It can also be 
kind of thrilling. Goodfellas, everyone's narrating that movie, and it's like it's a blast. Yeah, um, Scorsese, real big in the Goodfellas and Casino. Just yeah. having there's that part in Casino where Frank Vincent starts narrating at <laughs> yeah. one point, it, and I love it. In Goodfellas, when Leota is on the stand and then just starts walking to the camera narrating it, it's yeah. like I remember when I first saw that I was like, it was like the first time I saw porn. <laughs> I was like, what a cool thing that yeah. that just did. Uh, narration can be so bad when it's done poorly. You and I both watched the do over. I finished it with Sandler and Spade. I still haven't finished it. It's it's okay. It is what it is. But there are times when it's the same thing. Sandler's it's a comedy, a dumb comedy, and Sandler and Spade are narrating this thing, and it's like, guys, we know. <laughs> like the Sandlot, the narrator's yammering on. It's kids playing baseball. I can follow this plot. Who narrates the sand lot? Uh, Leota? I think it's Leota. No, he plays the father. Uh, and, look it up. Uh, Sandlot's a, a fantastic movie, I but mean, the narration, the, it's the like, The character oh, names in Blade Runner annoy me. Go on. Pris. That's Daryl Hannah's name in the movie. Stupid. Gaff is Edward James Almos' name. Terrible. Uh... Roy Batty, which sounds like he should be in a Scorsese movie or in like Midnight Run or something yeah. like that. Uh, Zahura, which is just, you know, come on. No, this guy Brian Dobson narrated the Sandlot, but Ray Liotta played the dad. Look, wait, Ray Liotta, didn't, he played the dad? I thought Dennis Leary was the dad. Yeah, the you're right. Then yeah. what movie did Ray Liotta play the dad? Field of Dreams is the baseball movie Ray Liotta's in. He okay. plays Kevin Costner's dad that comes back. No, for sure. Yeah, you're right. Back from the there. dead at the end in a ghostly game of catch. <laughs> uh, no, I just... I mean, it's a stunning film to look at. Not the Sandlot. I wonder runner. if people are just getting really stoned. I mean, if I were to be stoned, I would uh, I would be asleep before I placed the Blu-ray in the player. <laughs> but what are people enjoying about it? And I wish we had that... You know, maybe we start bringing guests in here. Somebody who's passionate about... Blade Runner because I almost don't believe that you love Blade Runner folks I don't believe it I believe that you think it looks great but I don't believe you love the plot of Blade Runner it feels like one of those movies that you're supposed to like and people say they like it even yeah. though they don't really like it yeah it's up there to me with Gone with the Wind which is like I like Gone with the Wind I've never not watched it in two two days you know? I mean it's it's a trudge through Sure. Shit, for four hours, that fucking sure. thing just keeps going. Terms of Endearment's another one where oh, I'm I, like... I love Terms of Endearment. And we're going to disagree now? I mean, you got it. <laughs> I mean, I look, I, th I was having a real nice time here, but I, I love Terms I'm just trying terms to name movies that ever... There was that weird beep again. There's a, weird... there's a beep happening in Joe's house that is so loud, and I don't know what it is. Do you think is it's it... the smoke alarm being like, hey, I'm low on batteries or something? That might be it. Uh, it's disturbing. Terms of Endearment is a tight two hours. It's a it's I, a funny look, movie. It's a sad. I movie. never saw Terms of Endearment. I'm going to be honest what? with you. I never saw Terms of Endearment. What are you doing? I never saw Terms of. Yes, yeah, sorry. When I was nine, I didn't see Terms no, 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 of no, no, Endearment. No. I don't care that you haven't seen Terms of Endearment. Why are you callously I'm, saying that it's I'm dog taking shit? blind swings for other <laughs> movies that people love that I thought might Why be bad. Why don't you pick one that genuinely is bad that you've I seen? I can't think of one. I, I thought of Gone with the Wind and then I couldn't think of another one. <laughs> uh, all right. Fine. But it can't just it can't be bad and people it's like 
Gone with the Wind's a good example to me where it's like, I'm so, Sound of Music's another one. Who will go, oh, what a masterpiece. I, I hate this fucking movie. I think people just like it because they're supposed to like it. I, I do like both of those, but there, I mean, there's lots of examples. I know a lot of people hate Citizen Kane. I think Citizen Kane's really good. But, it is really good. You know, if somebody were to say to me, it's boring as shit, I'd be like, okay, I mean, fine. I, I don't... Spanglish is another one. <laughs> you think Spanglish is a beloved movie? No, I'm joking. Why do you have it out for James L. Brooks? This uh, it was just a funny, it's just a funny movie to reference. Spanglish the, uh, is fine at best. Uh, you know what one is? Magnolia. Oh, I fucking love Magnolia. It's one of my favorite movies. Jesus Christ almighty. Magnolia is one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, Pat, I, I mean. I cry when they sing the song. You cry when they sing the song into the ca- Yep. That part makes me sick. No, I cried when I saw it. Makes me furious. Great acting, but I, I, I've never I watched it once. I will never watch it ever again. I've seen it twenty times. I'll tell you another one that gets praise that doesn't deserve it. Uh, Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic, I guess I liked enough in the theater, and then I never revisited it, so maybe not. I like Wes Anderson. It's boring to as piss. Me and uh, the same buddy, Ian, who I tried to watch Blade Runner with, during a massive blizzard in New York City, we had to get out of the uh, the apartment. We wanted to go see a movie, so we decided on Life Aquatic. Hopefully I haven't told this story on the podcast. It was movie phone, and I call them up, and I go, uh, they go, Look, what movie do you want to see? I go, uh... The Life Aquatic. I'm sorry. Uh, the Life Aquatic. I'm sorry. The The Life Aquatic. Ian's in the bathroom, and when he comes out, I'm going, The Life Aquatic! <laughs> Trying to say it in, like, different ways. Right. Veins pop. We have been cooped up in this apartment for, like, three days, and I was screaming into the phone. Right. The Life Aquatic in, like, different accents, trying to get it to register. And then Ian goes, Isn't that movie called The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou? Right. Uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. 7.45, yeah. <laughs> 9, 10. It went on for about five minutes. Right. And the scary part of the story, folks, is this took place three years before movie phone was invented. <laughs> That's how long they'd been cooped up. Yeah, it was rough. If we you were... get what I'm saying. Yeah, it was real rough. Now, here's the weird part about Blade Runner. I'm excited about the sequel. Is that happening? Yeah, it's definitely happening. So he's making Alien... Oh, no, uh... The other dude's making Alien 5. The guy who made Chappie. He's doing Alien Covenant, Ridley Scott. Well, then what's the guy who made Chappie doing? He's making a different... Alien Covenant is the sequel to Prometheus. I like Prometheus. I thought it was terrible. Okay. Uh, But I am excited to see Alien Covenant. You thought it was terrible? Yeah, show me an Alien prequel. It doesn't have any fucking aliens in it. There was no monster in the whole movie. I'm like, this is fucking boring. I don't give a shit about the organisms that eventually give birth to the thing. Like, sure. Show me some fucking. Come on, man. This is stupid. I thought it was a step up from resurrection. But so is anything. Well, I mean, what? That's so. Yeah. And again, kind of visually cool, I thought. Neil so Blomkamp. What is Chappie's deal? Because, by the, the way. The robot? Well, I, I don't love know what District he's... 9, but after Chappie. District 9 does not exist to me. No, That no. guy made Chappie, and that's Look, it. Look, I thought uh, the one about, like, the you could go live in the clouds I without see cancer or whatever the fuck it was. I didn't see Elysium and after Chappie. Sucked. I will not see Elysium. Elysium sucked. Chappie uh, was an F-minus to me. Elysium was, like, a hard C, okay. maybe, at best. All right. D, probably. Yeah. Um, he is making Alien 5 
which is essentially Alien 3. He's doing a sequel to Alien 2. As if Alien 3 didn't exist. And 4 didn't exist. Alien 3 is really underrated in my opinion. It's not a good movie. Painfully boring. I bought it without having seen it on your say-so, and I'd like to club you. uh, It's it's Fincher. It's it's a well-directed movie. It's not great, but I think if it wasn't following up Alien 1 and 2. But you didn't even like Aliens 2. Aliens I can't even is talk whatever. about that. Aliens is whatever. Alien. Aliens the, is an A+. Plus. Alien is an A+. Plus. Aliens is an A+. Plus. Alien is an A. <sighs> You're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. Aliens. I don't think so. I think Alien. Aliens is, is, is plenty, plenty fun or whatever. It's it turned a suspense horror sci-fi movie into a into an action shoot 'em up. It might as well have been fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie. That's fine to me. Ali- Alien. But that's not fine to me. That's not what the series the is. It kept the same characters in the same. It had been one movie. Well, I don't like the direction of a- the sequel. I don't know what to tell you. It's like you know. I thought Alien One was very suspenseful with some slow bits near the beginning. Although I think it's a, uh, an excellent suspense movie, and I love Alien 1. Aliens 2 is nonstop action for two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah. And way, way more fun to me, way more exciting, and a way better movie. I mean, we've discussed it before. You like a simple-minded film. I don't think Aliens is a simple-minded you like, film at You all. like something spoon-fed. Alien is, is... Lots of banging, bang, bang, bang. Alien is, explosions is, a, is, a, is a woman being chased by an alien. That's it. But it's scary and it's suspenseful and you don't know what's going on. I completely on at first. agree. I'm telling you, I love the movie. I'm saying Aliens is a much better movie. It's Aliens is to Alien what Terminator Two is to Terminator, and Terminator better. Two. You mean better? No, no. Terminator Two to me is an unwatchable fucking mess. All right, of folks, a movie. You, you hear what he's saying, folks? When's you the last time what you saw saying. Terminator Two? It's been a, it's been five years at least. Yeah, try watching it again. I, I guarantee you won't get through half of it. I, I guarantee. Will. No, I'll finish it. It's terrible. That may be. Ed, Ed, Aliens. Eddie watched... Furlong is going to turn you off so quick that you're going to be like, "What am sure, I doing? I Why am I watching that. this right now?" He always did. And you, the I've watched the metal... whole. I've watched all the Alien movies within the last year uh, with my girlfriend. We both fell in line with I think most people. I know so many people who Aliens two is their favorite all-time movie. Alien 1 is a really terrific movie and also a kind of a trendsetter. The so many people argument will never work with me. I know it, it never does, but it's also like you're always so convinced that you're right, and I'm just saying like... Because I'm right. There it is, folks. <laughs> what, like I, I'm very often like, okay, that's your opinion and that's cool, but I find myself having to argue in a way I don't like to argue. <laughs> what do you mean? Because you won't... You just say you're right and that's it. If somebody's opinion differs with mine, especially on movies, I'll go, all right, cool. But no. you have a, a feeling of you're an idiot if you disagree. When I'm saying one movie no, no, is no. great and one movie is a little better than great. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is is I think your opinions are idiotic <laughs> and they're not convincing me of anything different. If you said something that resonated with me, I might think differently. I, I don't know what you want me to say. All I can really say is that I, I liked Aliens 2 more, and so do most. And I think it's a dumb thing to say and a ridiculous opinion to have. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't agree with you. It, You've it, yet to exp- What it sounds like to me is that you think that Aliens 
I wish these movies had different t- fucking titles so you could tell what we're talking about. I think Alien 1 is great, and Aliens 2 is a little better than great, and you think that Alien is a little better than great, and Aliens 2 is great. So I don't wh- think Aliens is great. I think Aliens is is fine. I think that... What's, what's your rating of Aliens? B minus? <laughs> C plus? so stupid. <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> Looking through your shelves right now of DVDs, that is so stupid. Why is it stupid? Look, if you're going to put Aliens 2 up against every science fiction horror movie ever made, you feel it ranks somewhere near the middle. Listen is to me. Is that what you're saying? Listen to me. Is that what you're saying? No. Well, listen to me. This is what I'm saying. I am not a fan of James Cameron. I am not a fan of his work. Okay. I find that he does the same thing over and over again. He has thin characters. He has lousy dialogue. He has unconvincing acting. And he pads it with a lot of cool effects. Ripley and was so much better fleshed out in Aliens. That's because... The mother-daughter thing was that is, so much more that compelling. Is, that was... Now, first of all, that doesn't count for two reasons. Not a first of all, and only of all. Doesn't count for two reasons. That was laid out for him already. So I'm not giving a guy credit that he was able to take a tremendous foundation and somehow build another couple floors on top of it. He didn't create Ripley. Okay? But Ripley in the first one, she's like the third lead of the movie. Granted, by the end, she's the one who's alive. That's why it's awesome. But you don't really know much about her or anything. My point is this. That's what you're saying paper thin characters. She's a way thinner character in Alien One. My pa- she's not a thinner character. Are you swayed in Alien because 1? you can see her bush in Alien One? No, no. Why would you say something so. like that? It's the matter with her you. Her bush is coming out of her underwear. Now. It's. I'm just telling you something. James Cameron's movies are not good movies. Sometimes he hits the mark accidentally. Okay, but I, movie after movie, I couldn't. Avatar, Titanic, Joe, uh, The Abyss. I think you must know. That I don't think Avatar is a good. Movie. I'm saying this is. I think his. Me saying Aliens is a is a masterpiece in my opinion, an action science fiction masterpiece, has nothing to do with my opinion of the pathetic Avatar. But I'm saying to you that I think that Aliens ranks in the same sort of feel and vibe as all James Cameron movies do. Where I go, yeah, there's explosions and there's some cool action stuff, but once you take that away, I don't give a shit anymore. There's nothing here for me to sink my teeth into. There's no suspense. There's no real build. I think Aliens 2 has tremendous suspense in it. I don't agree. I think it has tremendous suspense in it, and also tons and tons of action in it. Alien One is a is a very clear suspense tense movie, and it works fantastically. Alien but is she's she would be you know she's not a paper thin character in either, but she's way better developed into way. But I'm not giving him credit for that. That's like saying that's like saying, hey Joe, uh, uh, what's a f- popular movie that's out right now? I can't think of anything. Captain America. That's not a sequel already. Oh, well, then you're, you're, I'm gonna, you're gonna have to give me an hour <laughs> because they don't exist. You know, it's like, hey, hey, you know, look, I love The Exorcist, okay? And you go, hey, Joe, Exorcist Two wasn't great, sucked. Do me a favor, write a sequel to The Exorcist, and then I write it, and you go, my God, Reagan's character is so developed. I mean, in the first movie, she's possessed half the time. You know barely anything about her. And I go, yeah, well, it's pretty fucking easy when all the goddamn you work's been done keep already. You have the same characters, but he made it a much deeper and more resonant character, which is the only goal of a sequel maker. And I would consider Aliens about as 
perfect a sequel as like The Godfather 2. You're it, it insane. Takes the, as far You're as insane. what it is, You're it insane. takes what was laid out for it. That's insane. And That's... It, it develops it further and makes it a better movie. It's insane. And there are plenty of Alien fans that would agree with me that, that say the, the heart of that franchise it was in the first movie and it was, and it was stripped away from on the, in the second film. And after that, subsequently, every Alien movie has been a bullshitty action movie. Well, I don't know how you could say that the heart was stripped away when there's infinitely more heart in two. I don't agree that there's more heart. Are you talking about her relationship with her cat in the first no, one? No, I'm talking about the, the, the heart of the franchise. What what makes the thing interesting? What makes the pulse pulse? What makes the heart beat? I mean, to me, one movie comes out with no thought of there being a sequel or anything else. Then you take that movie as what it is. When the second one comes along, I don't always feel like you have to be lining them up and comparing them and saying what is better or what is worse. He took a terrific formula and terrific characters and to me made them better and stronger and added new people into the mix. Right. I, I, I just feel like it's a terrific sequel and I think most Alien fans would agree. They might say one's better than two. They might say two is better than one. But, I think this. I think that But Alien... when you look at what came after, when you look at Resurrection for Christ's sake... <laughs> I don't know how you can be so harshly critical of Aliens 2. Resurrection it is dog shit. Yeah, of course. I mean, just because there's other dog shit doesn't mean I can't say that this piece of shit isn't as good as... So you think Aliens 2 is dog shit? I don't think it's dog shit. you just said it was a good movie. You just said it was dog shit. I was saying that to be funny. And my point is, is you can't tell me just because there are movies out there that are dog shit means it makes this movie good. No, what I'm telling you is that I think Aliens 2 is the best of the series. That's, but I'm also saying, like, for you to be this angry about Aliens 2... I mean, it's just nuts. ...and saying nothing about the other movies in the franchise, which are terrible. Just, Aliens 2 was made by a man who really fucking gave a shit and was like, okay, if I'm taking on this classic property, I better at least try to make it better. And he's one of the rare people who, in my opinion, succeeded. Somebody likes Alien a little more than 2. I get that completely. I mean, just even the... Po I'm looking at the posters right now on my iPad. The, even just from poster to poster, It stinks. Alien 1, the poster. I'm not talking about the poster. But I'm saying even on this base of a level, Alien 1, the poster, you got an egg. You don't know what the fuck it is. It's leaking. It's an egg, it sounds like. Some kind of ooze out of it. I'm saying if you've never seen the movie, you see this thing, you go, what the fuck is that? It just says Alien, and then it says, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. That is a brilliant fucking tagline. <laughs> sure. Alien, Aliens. this was a taglines podcast. Aliens, Ali and Aliens trailer is incredible. The original Alien Aliens. It just says the word Aliens. There's no picture, and it says this time it's war. Ugh, he stinks. James How Cameron do you know he stinks. Even made the fucking poster. Everything connected what is, what to what he does. Talking stinks. about right now. He stinks. Listen, here's how I'll break it down for you. Alien is is Richard Donner's. Now he made your precious Terminator. You're aware of that. I, my precious Terminator. I just was shitting all over Terminator 2. Terminator 2. I yeah, I don't think Terminator 1's a Terminator. masterpiece either. I think he kind of hit the mark accidentally. They're it's both okay. really great. And I know I'm going to set you off now, but I love the abyss. Yeah, yeah, two hours of water turning into shit I don't care so about. Well, I, I'm talking about the nearly three-hour cut of the abyss because I like the director's cut. I mean, you know. Avatar is embarrassing. I didn't see I, Titanic I loved in high school. I don't know how I'd feel about it now. Titanic you loved in high school. This yeah. is the movie you loved in high school. Joe. Titanic. No, I'm not saying this is the only movie I loved in high school. I'm saying I loved it in the high hell school. What is the matter with you? 
Well, you were, you were you already in, high in college, and I'm sick of everything when you see Titanic. Titanic is not a movie for a cynical person, obviously. What, what? And if I watched it now, I'd probably be like, this is garbage. But it's technically amazing. And, you know, obviously people enjoyed it. I mean, this guy's track record is, I mean, he's made the highest grossing movies ever. These are the movies James Cameron's made. Xenogenesis, I've never seen. Piranha 2, The Spawning. The Terminator, pretty good. Yeah, I think we could probably kick things off with The Terminator. Aliens. The Two Abyss. Unquestionable sci-fi masterpieces. The, the Abyss. Two, I would throw in Terminator the 2, terrible. True Lies, I I terrible. True. You think True Lies is terrible? Yes. I don't know what to say to you. Titanic. You don't like movies. And then Avatar. That, to me, is a pretty impressive track record. Well, if you're talking about box office numbers, it's incredibly impressive. Uh, yeah. He's also been married six, five times? That's Probably because thing. because these well, women saw, saw his films and said, I got to leave. I mean, he's, been, he's been married five times? You're going to do, do what with water in this movie? It's going gonna, it's gonna to appear to the sister from Scarface in the shape of what? And it's called The Abyss? Wait, what happened? I'm done. I'm out of here. I'll see you later. Bye. I'm not a fan. I'm flabbergasted here. Alien. Folks, we're talking about how many wives. Alien. I I throw up my hands. Alien. Alien is Richard Donner's Superman. Aliens is Brian Singer's Superman Returns. And that's all that there is to that. I'm not sure I even follow. I didn't like Richard Donner's Superman that much. It's Superman Returns is, is terrible. Yes. Um, With some fun sequences. I don't even remember what those would be. I think <laughs> Aliens is just... A, a, it's one of the only times that a woman has been nominated for Best Actress for an action or sci-fi movie. Maybe okay. maybe the only. Okay. There's probably been two. I think right. Sigourney Weaver is incredible in Aliens, too. Well, you know, and that's the thing, too, is... Uh, who's the girl that plays... Uh, Newt? No. Who's the girl from uh, X-Men? There's 25 girls The famous girls girl. In the main girl in the new X-Men movies. I don't know. That plays the Olsen Mystique. Girl? The main chick. Je- Jennifer whatever the fuck her You're name is. You're yelling at me and you don't know the answer Jennifer either. Lawrence? Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Guess what? She's the only woman that's ever been nominated for a movie about a lady who invented a mop. Does it mean <laughs> it's a great movie? <laughs> She was nominated for Joy saying, about a movie. How are you going to say he's a bad director a if he directs Sigourney Weaver? Like, and and deserved. You get away from her, you bitch. You don't uh, kind of throw your fist in the air at that moment. I'm not saying the movie isn't fun. I'm not saying it doesn't have exciting moments. I'm not saying the special effects aren't great. I'm saying as a movie, it is nowhere near the work of the first movie. Okay. Because well, it's typical James Cameron. It's a lot of flash and very little substance. Get away from where you bitch is a is a catchphrase as far as I'm concerned. It's a one-liner. It's I think Aliens Two is, is packed with substance. I would I would argue more substance than one. And That's I don't necessarily even need substance ridiculous. in an action sci-fi movie, but it, it has it. It's not supposed to be an action sci-fi movie. It's supposed to be a sci-fi horror suspense movie. That's my point. Don't you tell James Cameron <laughs> what it's supposed to be. I'm gonna goddamn tell. Here's him what he's it's wrong. supposed to be. Je- no. No, and I bet if everybody hated Aliens 2, it would be your favorite movie of all time. No, because everybody hates Alien Resurrection, and I think that's dog shit, too. She has sex with the alien in that one, right? It's, I don't know. I couldn't even get through it. And I'm a big f- fan of uh, 
Joss Whedon. Yeah. And it's a terrible movie. It's a terrible, terrible movie. That's really bad. I just saw Serenity. Did you ever see that? No. Big fan. Never watched Firefly or Serenity. Watched all of Firefly, binge-watched it, and then watched Serenity, and I loved all of it. You think Serenity's better than Aliens, too? I enjoyed it far more. I cared way more about the characters. All right, folks. Just jot that down in your uh, tally sheet. Here. Well, you're not going to win any nerd points distant Serenity. That may be true. I've never seen it. I don't think even your hardest of nerds would prefer Serenity to Aliens, but okay. <clears throat> Who knows? Look, it's, you know. Just sort of an, uh, you, these movies that you would think are just undisputed classics. <laughs> you find a way to make them seem like they're dog shit. I mean, you know what else are supposedly undisputed classics? Everything in the Criterion Collection. That fucking series, I tweeted the other day, I, I hope one day to make a movie so shitty it becomes part of the Criterion Collection. There's, I watch those movies, I'm like, are they fucking with me right now? It's like, they have like these campy B-movie piles of shit that look like people made, like, like high school kids, it's like the kid in Super 8 made it. <laughs> I love, it's terrible. I'll admit I haven't seen a lot of them. I do own every Criterion Collection Blu-ray because I got in the habit when I needed to make rent, I would buy these movies. For twenty bucks, then when they go out of print, they jump up to two, three hundred dollars. I have the entire collection. I think they release some great ones, some stinkers. I love the care they put into it, the packaging, the extras, etc. Sometimes the documentaries on them are infinitely better than the movie. Pack nothing beats the packaging. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've bought a goddamn fucking Criterion collection. Yeah, they DVD. really lure you in. And I can't wait to get home from Amoeba or wherever I bought it and yeah. crack that packaging open and I put it in and it looks like it looks like something Kevin Smith pre-clerks would have made. And I, I want to kill somebody. Yeah. Um, I've usually had pretty good luck with Criterion and I, I really love the company and love that there are people out there doing it. I own the entire collection as well as a Criterion mug. I will not shit on the Criterion collection. Well, you kind of just did. No, I'll admit that not everything they release is a masterpiece, but I don't think it's supposed to be. They're shining a spotlight on forgotten and underappreciated films, and sometimes they're just releasing classics that have gone out of print. Let me just read you something about James Cameron's recurring themes here. I don't need to hear Wikipedia's thoughts on James Cameron's recurring themes. Just saying. What's he working on now? Avatar 2? Oh, oh, 2, 3, and 4. Okay, well, that's stupid. And the fact is that he's, he's retread the same bullshit so many times they had to put a recurring themes section in his Wikipedia page, most which I have never seen. I just watched the Brian De Palma documentary, which I fucking love. There's a guy who follows many, 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 many themes. Through every single movie he's ever made, he's also contributed to Hitchcock. Follows themes through every movie. He's, ever he's made. also Cameron has contributed to several television series, including Dark Angel and Entourage. You know those fucking masterpieces. Well, I think he had a, 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 an episode of Entourage that he acted in. He didn't like write Entourage. Oh, good. So did uh, Scorsese, I think. Like, all kinds of great people were on Entourage. I mean, Doesn't it, mean they wrote the episode. His Rotten Tomato scores are off the charts, sort of. Terminator has 100%, which I don't understand. That's Obviously. crazy. 
Aliens, you know, 98%. I will say, me and my dad, when he was out here, watched 45 minutes of Terminator 2 on cable before we went to bed, and I was like, this is awesome. The, the effects still look great, and I had a great time watching it. It's not awesome. You so you go. I was eleven and couldn't see it. You're. I you, saw it in, as a twelve 13, year old, fourteen, whatever. You go to see Terminator it Two. It blew and you my think, fucking mind. Okay, and all then, right. And then I rewatched it in my twenties, and I I was so excited to watch it. And then I sat there with my friend Pinkstone, and I made fun of it the entire movie. I go, this is fucking terrible. Okay. We got stoned. We watched it. It ends with a soliloquy where Linda Hamilton talks about how a robot taught her how to be human. It's cheesy. It's a bad movie. Well, maybe Eddie Furlong's on like his, gonna teach you how to be human, and you'll understand. Eddie Furlong's on his dirt bike, and, and he's got a public enemy T-shirt on. Like, I mean, the, the 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 symbolism is just slapping you across the fucking face. His step parents are literally like, nobody can tell this kid what to do. It's it's they they basically almost say like it's like he's gonna lead an army or something one day. It's it's a terrible movie. The, uh, the Eddie Furlong's best friend in the movie is the redhead from Salute Your Shorts. If you remember that show. Who cares? You have to cast people and things. Salute Your Shorts was big. They're like essentially hey, nobody we need to cast dies. His friend with three lines. Let's get the guy from Salute Your Shorts. Essentially nobody dies. Linda Hamilton's a bad actor. I love that. Like, okay, why is Terminator Two a bad movie? Look. His red-headed friend with three lines is in Salute Your Shorts. I've already made all the good points about it's a bad movie. Now I'm getting out of the minutiae. If you want to really nitpick, I, I I'm going to rewatch going. it. I, I know for a fact I won't hate it. I I think it's a awesome action, special effects, sci-fi kind of movie. I didn't say it didn't have awesome special effects and action in it. That's my point. If you take that away, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Now no, you look story, at the whole the whole thing a boy and, and a and a robot and they're teaching each other and learning from each other. It's cool. A boy and a robot. Then go watch the Iron Giant, you fucking queef. Yeah, I love the Iron Giant. You fucking queef. <laughs> I don't even like cartoons and I love the Iron Giant. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> the arguments I have to put up with on this show. <laughs> Whew. All right. And then, oh, folks, what I would love to do, and I won't, is just to sit and read you the titles in Joe's DVD collection. Read them! Do you own Terminator 2, by the way? Yes, I do. I own Terminator 1, 2, and 3. Okay, and you love 3, too, right? I think 3 is awesome. 3 got some great action in it. And I think the plot twists in 3 are the best plot twists of any Terminator. That I don't remember. Judgment. I remember that truck scene being awesome. The truck scene's the best action sequence I've ever seen ever in a, an action movie. Now, what happened? You got Read your little iPad title. What titles you take umbrage with over here? What happened to Jonathan Mostow? Who the hell is Jonathan Mostow? Exactly. He directed Breakdown with Kurt Russell, which is fantastic. And he directed your precious Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. All right. So you think you'd want to like, figure gonna, out what he's been up to. I'm going to look him up. In the meantime, while I do this. I want you to take on bridge with some of these titles. Tell well, you own Open Water, which you talk shit about in the last I podcast. bought it on blind faith, and I didn't like it, but I didn't feel the need to throw it away or sell it. I, I It wouldn't be a podcast without me mentioning Tower Heist. <laughs> <laughs> you own Norbit, which I'll admit is funny. Yeah. But I mean, like, I, 
I don't believe that you think these movies are better You're than Terminator 2. Looking, I didn't say they were better than Terminator 2. Okay, but I'm when but you, you talk and get so angry about these things and because Terminator the takeaway is that you despise them. Because the general consensus on Terminator 2 is that it is a brilliant masterpiece. The general consensus on Norbit is that it's a pile of dog shit. Sure. I watch Norbit and I go, this is not a pile of dog shit. This is way funnier than people gave it credit for. And I watch Terminator 2 and I go, this is not a brilliant masterpiece. It is very, very flawed. And nobody calls it out. You can't argue it. You go, don't know it. Not you. Uh, that's not me impersonating you. <laughs> I know. I'm impersonating but you people. Can, you can say it's very good. It's okay to say Terminator 2 is very good because I don't, it just is. I don't think it's very good. I think it has great action sequences. It's an action movie. Okay. But uh, yeah, but so is Predator. And Pre I care about the characters in Predator. I don't care about the characters in Terminator 2. I just don't. I do not care about them. You care more about Arnold and Predator than you do about Sigourney and Aliens? Oh, 100%. 110%. So, that is so crazy. 110%. That is so crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll go a step further. I care more about Carl Weathers and Predator than I do about Sigourney and Aliens. Folks, I hope you're taking notes. <laughs> because this buys me... A thousand dumb statements over the next season of this podcast. I can say pretty much whatever I want at this point. I can become a Holocaust denier and still be winning Stop this podcast. It. That's ridiculous. Ludicrous. Jonathan Moss. You, you've yet to pick out a bad title, by the way. Here's the horror sci-fi section. What do you see that's bad there? By the there? way, now let me just ask you here, because I'm, I think you despise this movie, too. Why do you have Love Actually, a movie I like? I love the film. I worship it. Oh, okay. Well, I, then I'm, I must have mistaken. I relive I like it emotionally action. every Christmas. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I cry. I have to. I watch it every year with my parents, and I have to walk out of the room so I can cry in the other room and not be embarrassed. I used to do that when I was a kid. I did that with uh, Plant Strands. And I else. do that with Grumpy Old Man every time it gets to the part where he sure. goes to the hospital. Great movie. Uh, but you see quality up here. You see Moon. You see Westworld. You see John dies at the end. You see the black hole. I never you saw John the, dies at the end or the black hole. I, maybe I'll borrow them. They're, yeah, you know, they're great fun. I agree with a lot of your clients. The Matrix. I'm just saying, the movies you have, you can't think they're better than Terminator 2, but I guess maybe you do. I would put in that Blu-ray player over there 95% of the movies I own before I put in Terminator 2. Okay. I love the character of the Terminator. Yeah. I love Arnie. Yeah. I love the concept. I don't think it's a good movie. Would you say that that's a movie made by somebody who doesn't care, though? That's made by a movie by somebody who really gives a fucking shit about making a good movie. I'm not saying he doesn't give a shit. I'm saying I don't think he's good at it. All right. I just I don't, I don't get the hatred. I get the hatred now, certainly. I, I can't name one James Cameron movie that I think is great, and the guy is responsible for the biggest blockbusters of all time. And I'm just like, these movies are not good. Okay. I feel the same way every time I watch one. Here's your guy. Uh, I've said my piece. I mean, uh, Terminator 2 is a low-budget masterpiece. Terminator, ter I'm sorry, Terminator 1. Terminator 2 just really, in the same way of Aliens, takes that great kind of gritty thing and makes it bigger and better. <clears throat> Terminator 1, uh, I, I enjoy. I think it skates, a lot of it skates by on 80s. It's just a fantastic premise. Both movies. And, you know, m maybe there are plot holes in them. I certainly didn't see them when I was 16 watching it. After Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, your buddy directed Surrogate. I don't know what that is. That's that Bruce Willis movie where, like, everybody has, like, a, oh. like a fake version of themselves. I did see that. And then a movie called Hunter's Prayer. 
<laughs> which how do you do breakdown then terminator 3 then those this hunter's prayer cast Maybe he's really is really difficult or something is hurting too uh it says it's an upcoming action movie you ready for this yeah sam worthington where's oh, that guy boy. been followed by Avatar. alicia silverstone Okay, that won't even get released. Uh, Did he do U five seven one, Jonathan? Mosta? Yes, that was kind of cool. Joel Kinnaman, I like Joel Kinnaman. Uh, oh wait, I like him too. I thought he was somebody else. Uh, I don't know who anybody else here is. Uh, it says it's scheduled for release September thirtieth, twenty sixteen. Look, maybe it'll be good. Alicia Silverstone coming back into the mix. Maybe she's gonna make a comeback. I just watched The Crush the other night. Is that a good movie? It's not, but it's part of a genre that I have a lot of affection for, which is the trashy, erotic thriller from the 90s. Is that the one with Wahlberg, where he's the crazy boyfriend? That's Fear, which I think is an excellent movie. That's I've heard that. That's one of the that. best of the genre. I've heard that. I from the director it. of Glengarry Glen Ross. You want to oh, talk about a movie that. being better than it needs to be. That movie is great. You should watch it. All right. You'll hate it, I'm sure. Uh, I love Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, the Crush. I'm sitting there watching it. There's these shots where it starts at her toes. And pans up her body, and she's in a bikini. And Carrie Elwes is watching her, like, you know, practically jacking off. And there's so many of these shots that I'm like, how old is she? Because I started to feel a little weird. I looked it up, and she was 15 when the movie was made. Mm -hmm. How do you get away with that? They're not doing anything illegal. They're not showing her naked or anything. Yeah, I guess that's true. Right? I mean, how did they get away with, in Moonrise Kingdom, how the fuck did they get away with... The 12-year-old kid touching the 12-year-old girl's boob. And then her talking about yeah. his hard dick. I was like, that did she talk about his hard dick? Yeah, she goes, it's game? hard. Oh. When they hug, I'm like, what the fuck? Look, that, man, that movie's PG. Yeah, it maybe is. It maybe a 13. Pat, look, it's been a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> uh, it's always nice to be screamed at about a movie that I think we both enjoy <laughs> again. Uh, what do you want to plug, buddy? Uh, well, this is definitely not going up before this Sunday. Who the hell knows? I, I, I had a stamp show. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be on episode nine of Showtime's Roadies, created by Mr. Cameron Crow. Congrats. Uh, that should be on, I believe, end of August. <laughs> Beautiful. It's on Showtime. I think that's it for now. All right. Uh, my short fiction, my short horror fiction Columns, Some Severe Situations will be out. It's probably out already on the Fangoria website. So go check that out, please. I had a lot of fun writing those stories and going to release one a month for the next year. Comedy-wise, I'll be uh, in Dublin at the end of July for the Comedy Festival and then uh, for the Fringe uh, Festival in Edinburgh all of August in Scotland. Um, I'm on Twitter, Vine, Instagram at the Patrick Walsh. Joe is Joe DeRosa Comedy. And as always... Uh, we have a very uh, loyal and devoted fan base tweeting at us. We'd love to hear from some new voices. If you love the show, tell us, tell your friends, leave us those five-star reviews, comments. Uh, we, we already have the five stars, which is great. We'd love to keep it. Uh, thank you all for listening and for talking about us and treating us so nicely. This has been We'll See You in Hell, a presentation of the Fangoria Podcast Network, produced by Thomas DeFeo, and executive produced by Ken Hanley of Fangoria Entertainment. For press opportunities, advertising inquiries, and information about We'll See You in Hell, contact Ken. It's ken at fangoria.com.